Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, Oddings. This is the Something Scary Podcast. I'm your Ati Sapphire. I'm going to be taking a short break from the show, but I'll be back soon. Until then, I'll be leaving you in the capable hands of Marquia McCarty, who you'll be meeting later in the show. First, I'll share a Swedish urban legend called Pink Hands. Then I'll have a chat with Marquia so you can get to know her, and then she'll read a creepypasta that has stuck with her over the years. Want to hear something scary? Pink Hands, a Swedish tale submitted by Kenza. There once was a girl who was left home alone while her mom and dad were at a party. She quickly became bored watching TV, so she walked through the woods, a shortcut to the outlet mall. There, she entered the CD store. She walked up and down every aisle until she saw something that caught her eye. There, she saw a CD with the title, pink hands. There was something about the album artwork that captivated her. The bright colors, the abstract shapes. She decided to buy it. She had to have it. She grabbed it and handed it to the cash register. His gaze lingered on the cover for a few moments, looking puzzled. He turned his head towards the door in the corner of the store labeled employees only. Hey, Stan, I thought I told you to get rid of the pink hands albums. A teenager of no more than 17 years of age emerged from the room and walked over. Yeah, and I did. The cashier looked back down at the album. The plastic protective wrap was pristine, and the sticker along the edge of the case was in one piece. It was definitely a new album. Look, kid, the cashier began to say. I don't think I can sell this to you. I'll pay double for it, the girl quickly interjected. She placed her cash on the counter. The cashier stared at the bills. He looked into the girl's eyes and said, just don't turn it on when you're home by yourself, okay? The girl nodded enthusiastically. The cashier finished ringing her up and the girl happily skipped out the door with her brand new purchase. She headed back towards her shortcut through the woods, but before entering the densely packed trees, she noticed a man. He was tall and his face was covered by his large hat. His hands were in his pockets, and he was wearing a big, hefty jacket. When he noticed that she was staring at him, he stopped walking. The girl immediately averted her gaze and headed through the trees. She walked through the woods, through the gate, into the house, up the stairs, and into her room. 
the girl closed the door behind her, plopped into bed, and put the CD into her player. The first three songs on the album were actually pretty terrible, so she skipped all the way to the fourth. The song started like this. Pink hands, pink hands, through the forest, through the forest. Pink hands, pink hands, through the gate, through the gate. The front gate began to creak. Mom and Dad must be home, she thought. The song continued. Pink hands, pink hands, find a house, find a house. The front doorknob began to shake and swing open. Silence followed. That's weird, the girl thought to herself. Mom and Dad usually say hello when they come in. Pink hands, pink hands, up the stairs, up the stairs. She heard footsteps coming up the hallway stairs. She began to panic. She pounded the eject button on her player and tossed the CD out the window. Then she ran to her closet to hide. And although the music had stopped, the song continued from a muffled voice heard just outside her bedroom door. Pink hands, pink hands, find a room, find a room. Pink hands, pink hands, find a closet, find a closet. The bedroom door opened. The girl slowly pressed her eye in the crack between her closet doors. In the center of her room was the man she saw outside the store, but he had no jacket and no hat. That is not human, she thought. The figure in her room was tall, with long arms and legs. And he continued to sing. Pink hands, pink hands, found a closet, found a closet. The closet door flew open. Moments later, the girl's parents arrived back home, just in time to hear their daughter shriek from her bedroom. They ran upstairs and found her closet doors wide open and their daughter's body suspended from the clothes rack. Her face was completely white. All the blood in her body was traveling downward, escaping through the open wounds in her fingers, leaving her hands completely pink. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. All right, everyone. Now is the time <laughs> to meet Marquia McCarty. Um, you may already know her from all of the various hosting things she does all over the internet. Um, do you want to just briefly say, you know, where people may have seen you already? Sure. I mean, it all really depends on what your fandom is, because uh, my fandoms are are varied, very, oh, yeah. <laughs> very varied. Uh, you might have seen me on Nerdist.com, maybe Collider, perhaps Screen Junkies, uh, maybe on the Schmodown uh, also. And if you watch Fangirling with Nerdist, uh, I've done that. Uh, there's a variety of things. If you're a, a gamer, either a video gamer or a um, RPG player, then perhaps you've seen me on um, Hyper RPG, uh, Tempting Fate with a saving throw show. I tend to keep very busy in my in my nerddoms. I haven't had as much of a chance to explore my horror with other people, but I have been I have been just embracing horror since I was eight years old. <laughs> so uh, my my dad actually uh, ended up. Uh, getting me into it and it was it was our thing uh, my yeah. mom does not enjoy horror she's one of the people where it's she hears suspenseful music she's like nope gotta get out of here this is a big old nope where I'm like I must go there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome um mm. did you watch horror movies with your dad a lot when you were little oh yeah um everything I mean I'm gonna name a couple of a uh, real old cult classics uh the diner uh, uh yes exactly uh what's what's another one um oh the the Santa Claus one silent night deadly night <laughs> I mean I've seen that one these are I mean they probably only exist in VHS um <laughs> you know good luck finding them but they weren't worth probably... digitizing is that what <laughs> there, you're there saying there might be some cult classic <laughs> festival that happens out there for like those really deep cuts but yeah, with with that, I mean, um, Freddie was my guy, you know, really? back in the day. Okay, I just I really enjoy, I really enjoy when um, inevitability crosses with choice, and that's what I think like uh, Freddy Krueger would do because you have to fall asleep, right? right? He's there waiting for you. It's inevitable. Mm -hmm. So your choices, how will you stand? Will you stand or will you fall? So. Yeah, so Freddy was my guy. If anybody's wondering, Freddy versus Jason, I'm a Freddy gal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so, I see, I personally didn't grow up really into horror that much. I was more into just ghost stories specifically. Ah. Um, yeah, I only recently started watching a lot of the horror classics. Like, I only saw Friday the 13th maybe like two years ago or, <laughs> yeah, so... Um, nice, welcome. I, <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> um, so... Do you have any personal ghost stories or ghost stories that have happened to you or your family? Most definitely. Uh, my family is uh, sensitive. I'm also. So there have been a number of occurrences in my life uh, where, you know, uh, as the podcast progresses, uh, I'll more than likely sprinkle in. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is there is one definite instance that has happened multiple times in my life. Um, when I was around nine years old, I'm, I'm a military brat, so we lived in a number of places. My childhood was spent on military bases and in different countries, mainly in Europe. And I was around nine years old. 
through this big sleepover because it's like, yeah, I'm I'm about grown. This is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So um, all of my best friends, which was all of the females in my class, <laughs> so uh, came over to my house. And of course, you know, ghost stories are going to happen. So um, uh, living in England at the time, the the ghost story du jour was uh, Bloody Mary. Mm, where those classic. Yes. <laughs> those that aren't familiar, um, it's kind of like Candyman, where you turn off all the lights, face the mirror, and you say her name three times. You call her forth to, I, I don't know why. To hang anybody, out. To hang out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, everybody went to sleep. I decided that I would go ahead while it was late at night with a flashlight. I was going to do it and then tell everybody about it in the morning. Like I did it and nobody else had the courage to kind of a thing. So I went into the bathroom, put the flashlight under my face. Uh, and I got so scared. I ended up closing my eyes and I said her name three times and I thought I heard something. So I, exited the bathroom, looked around with a flashlight. Everybody was asleep. There wasn't any noise to maybe someone snored. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and I was like, great, I did it. Okay, that's great. And then I went to sleep. And I'm very certain that this had, had to have been a dream where I was back in that bathroom with the flashlight under my face, my eyes closed, but it was like I could see myself. I was looking at myself from the mirror and my eyes were being forced open. But I could feel that at the same time. And then when it happened, I saw a face in the mirror. It was a paler face. It was a woman with a little red hat. Um, but this had to have been, it had to have been a dream. Uh, kind of a thing. But <clears throat> I actually didn't <laughs> tell anybody about it the next morning because I I was kind of freaked out about it. I was like, oh, overactive imagination, right. you know. And you what also a thought dream. it was a dream. Yeah. Oh, what a dream, <laughs> you know. What, look what we do to ourselves kind yeah. of a thing. Um, uh, but a few years later, uh, when I was on a cross-country train tip, uh, train trip to uh, Nebraska's for International Thespian Festival. This is when I was in high school. I had to have been like maybe, maybe 14 then, 14 or 15 years old. And uh, we had a stopover in New Orleans. And uh, we're just in there in the train station. It was a big group of us, that poor drama teacher. <laughs> uh, and she knew what she was signing up for. She had to have known. <laughs> Uh, cross country with high schoolers. <laughs> She's a superhero. Uh, and I thought I saw the corner of my eye that face again, that woman in the red hat. And I, I, I looked and it was it, no, it was a glare. It was a glare from one of the many ads that you see, mm -hmm. like the posters and, and the train station. But then at that moment, I felt like this elemental pull to leave the station mm -hmm. and there was there were so many of us over in the corner it's like literally I I felt like I needed to walk out and I actually started walking towards 
just leaving mm-hmm. the train station. And and uh, the the guy that I was dating at the time actually like looked over his shoulder and like grabbed my shoulder and was like, hey, where are you, where are you going? I was like, I don't know. I'm nowhere, nowhere. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> um, but it was, God, Sapphire, it was, uh, and I'm such a good girl. There was, there was like <laughs> leaving all my stuff behind and just. Oh, you left like your bags and everything. You just I, I just started, started walking. walking. Uh, so in any case, we ended up, you know, getting on the next train. Uh, and, you know, that night was in uh, the, I think the club car was closed or it was like a emptyish car with a, with a couple of friends. Uh, we were playing chess and telling ghost stories again. And I. And you know, like with the train, how when it's moving and you look down the corridor where you can see the door to the next car and then there's also glass there. Mm -hmm. I swear I saw her again. This is later that same night. This is that same night. And it's like that there was an energy change from the very first time that I saw her. It was like there was it didn't feel malicious it was more of a need to be known Hmm. a need to be seen Mm -hmm. and then in the train station it was come here kind of a thing and then the energy of that moment was so much less more like a whisper than a shout and I grabbed the guy that I was dating at the time and I'm like you need to see this and I'm staring straight at where her face is and as we move closer it looks more like imperfections in the glass and I'm, I'm like and I, I show him like do you see this he's like see what right I don't believe that I've seen her again and sometimes I wonder what would have happened if I had just stepped outside right like where did she want you to go I have no I have no idea huh well the fact that you saw her twice in did you say it was New Orleans that yeah, New Orleans was the second time. The first time was when I lived in England. So you think maybe she somehow traveled with you? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I just hope that whatever it was that was drawing, you know, me there, it, I hope it's done. I mean, it's been years and I don't believe, I don't believe I've seen her again. Right. That I'm remembering. So... If she does show up again, please let us know. <laughs> I hope she doesn't. I ooh, I don't want her to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Question though, what kind of red hat was she wearing? Like, what era do you think she's from? It wasn't. It wasn't older. It wasn't a fashionable hat. It wasn't. <laughs> uh-huh. It wasn't something that you would be like, oh, nobility. Like you know, it's like um, a bucket hat. <laughs> no, no. It was just. It looked. It looked, hand sewn. Okay. I'm I'm not gonna say it was raggedy because I, I feel like it was something that was precious to her is the feeling that I Interesting. I get with it. You think she made it or someone special to her made it? I'm not certain. But it wasn't it wasn't like a nobility class type of a thing. Right. But it it was I don't know. It was every it was middle class it was it was dated it wasn't something that we would wear now mm-hmm. unless you're like into vintage like if i saw that hat somewhere it would probably give me a chill <laughs> yeah so, have you ever seen that hat anyway i don't believe i have because if i did i i'm the type of person i would have to buy it 
uh, and then That's we're just and then we're just do. back on House of Haunted Hill or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I'm the woman in the red hat. <laughs> I don't know. But exactly. yeah, real life occurrence. <gasps> That's so creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. Mm. <laughs> As a, you take a sip. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to sage myself when I go home. Ooh, so you you do a lot of um, spiritual cleansing, I assume. Yes. By your uh, crystal that you're wearing. Yes, I'm wearing um, black tourmaline mm. um, right now. Uh, it's uh, protection. Also, it converts uh, negativity. It holds a lot of power. I have a larger stone. So this is what I've gravitated towards right now. But I have a, a number of different crystals. I do uh, tarot also. Uh, I do. Kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I do personal readings for friends, and I like getting it done myself. Awesome. Thing. Oh, so, yeah, I, I, I love the occult. my cards, but and oh. then I changed my mind. <laughs> Darn it. Uh, it's okay. I do have a tarot app. <laughs> if we want to do it on so, my phone. So do I. <laughs> I'm like three. Oh, uh, I have Galaxy. That's I what have... I use. <laughs> I love Galaxy. This is amazing. Yeah. Let me see. I have uh, right now, I have Galaxy. I have uh, Labyrinthos Golden Ooh. Thread. And I also enjoy Astro Matrix. For those that are Android users, Astro Matrix is our the pattern. Is what? Our the is. Okay, the pattern if. There was this whole thing where um, Channing uh, Tatum, Channing, did I just mess up his no, name? No, no, no. It's okay, just funny I always mentioning <laughs> I always call him Che Tates. Oh, yeah. Che Tates. Che Tates, yeah. He, uh, he went on Twitter and he was having like this moment where he's like, the pattern. I believe that's what the app is called for on um, Apple users. Okay. And it's all about astrology. And he was like, mm. how do you know me? He was just having this whole thing. He's like, mm-hmm. you need to contact me and tell me how you know me. So um, after that, that was like the greatest advertisement for the pattern. But I'm an yeah. Android user. So I didn't have that. Okay. So I went through different things and other people's recommendations and found Astro Matrix. Okay. So that's what I mean by Astro Matrix is our the pattern. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm just no over idea. here saying words. <laughs> Wait, what's your um, sign? Uh, I am a Virgo sign I'm sign. I'm a Virgo, too. What? Uh, Wait, when's nice. your birthday? Uh, August 27th. Oh, cool. So you're, like, right on the cusp. Mm, okay. Yeah. I'm 21st Ooh, of nice. September. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah, and I, my moon is Sagittarius, and I'm a Libra. Uh, rising. Oh, cool. I don't know. For those that are I... interested. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, no wonder I have good vibes about you because I'm like a fellow Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. So, We're in so case grounded. you guys are wondering, um, only Virgos can host something scary. <laughs> yes. It has been established. It is canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, cool. Awesome. Um, you said that you were like really into anything occult, right? Or. Yes. Um, I believe in different energies mm-hmm. you know type of a thing i'm not the kind of person that tells someone no you know you don't feel the thing that you're feeling right because i don't know their uh, particular experience right so yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty open but i'm also very protective of my own spiritual energy right so as we all have to be <laughs> yeah so i while i do enjoy i very much enjoy things like you know halloween horror nights um i get scared <laughs> i'm 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 that person yeah. i will go to a horror movie and be like really affected and then like cleanse myself when i get home where it's yeah. just like ooh, i gotta let that go type of thing i'm um, for me bravery bravery is different like i 
I don't purposely go to places that other people say is filled with a negative energy or bad spirits because I feel like I might come back with a hitchhiker yeah. kind of a thing. So I don't personally do that, but I do enjoy going to conventions like a Midsummer Scream. Mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy um, interacting with people that are very buried into the occult and to, into horror in general. I love talking to those people because I, I feel like well, I feel like horror in general is a, a beautiful social commentary that keeps on changing as the cultural zeitgeist changes. Absolutely. You know, like our zombies. Our zombies now are different from Romero zombies, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it it's a reflection of our society. Oh, I could talk about zombies all day. That's, mm-hmm. that's just one of those things. But <laughs> yeah, and then uh, there's just the cultural... The, the cultural pulses that we're tapping into now with things like Us and mm-hmm. Get Out, what Monkey Paw has been doing with uh, the, the remake of Twilight Zone and so on and so forth. I, basically I think just Jordan Peele. <laughs> oh, yeah, basically just Jordan Peele. Uh, no, there a, a lot more than that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just love how horror is a reflection of us. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I know. I get kind of, I guess, like sad for people who can't appreciate horror like I understand that like you know a lot of people um, might be a little too sensitive to if it's gore or like not you know Mm -hmm. all horror isn't necessarily gore but I feel like horror just takes stakes and emotions and everything just to the extreme so we feel so much more deeply and I love being that affected by entertainment because if you're not affected on a deep level then what's the point in my opinion I don't know yeah and talk about a genre that is strongly female-led I mean for good or for bad I know that there's 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 a lot of horror movies out there but yeah having you know majority female or are predominantly female-led you know horror and psychological thriller yeah it's like that's pretty exciting way to go genre yeah I know and I mean, I'm sure this comes as no surprise to people, but um, behind the scenes, you know, there has been a lack of women and women of color who are making these movies and Mm -hmm. shows. Um, But I do feel like there is a very, very gradual, almost too gradual uh, (laughs) increase in that. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) What are your thoughts on that? (laughs) Uh, My thoughts are it's that we all do better when we have people from different demographics and different influences in life. When you just have a single voice from a single demographic or a single ethnicity, you are not going to get the varied, uh, just you're not going to get a full picture. Mm -hmm. You're only going to get a part of one. And it's like, we deserve the full picture. Not Mm -hmm. only that for the opportunities of people being able to follow a path that it previously been closed to them, but also for our own darn enjoyment. I I mean, I'll just go back to Jordan Peele again. I'm not all Jordan Peele, (laughs) by the way. I know a lot more (laughs) more than that, but But he's he's so good. Like um, without giving different voices, like in, you know, he was a comedy actor, Mm -hmm. you know, before without giving these people different voices to be able to explore this, we don't get us. Yeah. We don't get get out kind of a thing. And isn't it boring to to see the same stories done in the same way just like all the time? You know? Yeah. We deserve more. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm very much a strong advocate for having uh, different voices uh, in front of the camera, behind the camera, in front of the podcast, behind the podcast type of a thing. That is something that is very important to me as a Filipino woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
yeah, I mean, just women of color have not really been in the horror. Uh, they're they're not really prominent like in the horror community, and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm glad this is happening. Is what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> yes, we are here too. <laughs> yeah, and enjoy enjoy the journey with us. Type of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So Marquia brought a story to read for us today. Yes. Uh, this is a story that has stuck with me. I, like I said before, I like an inevitability and choice mm. type of a thing. <laughs> and I, I really like uh, creepy occurrences that are common with us as in we're humans and we have these fears and then someone twisting it into something else. So I'm going to be reading The Smiling Man. It's creepypasta by username blue underscore title. If you're fascinated by the darker sides of humanity, join us every week on our podcast, Serial Killers where we go deep into notorious true crime cases. With significant research and careful analysis, we examine the psyche of a killer, their motives and targets, and law enforcement's pursuit to stop their spree. Follow Serial Killers wherever you get your podcasts and get new episodes every Monday. About five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the U.S., I've always been a night person, so I would often find myself bored after my roommate, who was decidedly not a night person, went to sleep. To pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend the time thinking. I spent four years like that, walking alone at night and never once had a reason to feel afraid. I always used to joke with my roommate that even the drug dealers in the city were polite. But all of that changed in just a few minutes of one evening. It was a Wednesday somewhere between one and two in the morning. And I was walking near a police-patrolled park quite a ways from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very little traffic and almost no one on foot. The park, as it was most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. At the far end of the street, on my side, was the silhouette of a man dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd forward stride. I guess you could say he was dance walking, headed straight for me. Deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass me by. The closer he got, the more I realized how gracefully he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still until I could make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild, head tilted back slightly, looking off at the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile, Between the eyes and the smile, (laughs) I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. I took my eyes off of him to cross the empty street. As I reached the other side, I glanced back and then stopped dead in my tracks. He had stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street, perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me, but still looking skyward, smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this. 
I started walking again, but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. Once I had put about half a block between us, I turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty. Still unnerved, I looked back to where he had been standing to find him gone. For the briefest of moments, I felt relieved until I noticed him. He had crossed the street. It was now slightly crouched down. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. I had looked away from him for no more than 10 seconds, so it was clear that he had moved fast. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time, staring at him. And then he started moving toward me again. He took giant, exaggerated, tiptoed steps, as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone, except he was moving very, very quickly. I'd like to say at this point I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone or anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there, completely frozen, as a smiling man crept toward me. And then he stopped again, about a car length away from me, still smiling his smile, still looking to the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, what do you want? In an angry, commanding tone, what came out was a whimper. What? Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it. I heard it in my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. But he didn't react to it at all. He just stood there, smiling. And then, after what felt like forever, he turned around very slowly and started dance walking away. Just like that. Not wanting to turn my back to him again, I just watched him go until he was far enough away to almost be out of sight. And then I realized something. He wasn't moving away anymore, nor was he dancing. I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way, and this time he was running. I ran, too. I ran until I was off of the side road and back onto a better lit road with sparse traffic. Looking behind me then, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder, always expecting to see his stupid smile, but he was never there. I lived in that city for six months after that night and I never went out for another walk. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He didn't look drunk, he didn't look high. He looked completely and utterly insane. And that's a very, very scary thing to see. Ooh, <laughs> so spooky. <laughs> Yay. Um, so if anybody wants to find you on the internet, where can they find you? Uh, yes, you can find me at Markeia McCarty. That's M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. 
Uh, that is uh, Instagram. That is Twitter. That is also my public Facebook. So yes, feel free to connect. I love talking about fandoms and nerddoms. Obviously, all of us are horror and uh, occult fans. But if you tend to gravitate towards comic books, wrestling, video games, RPGs, I got you. And I want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, everybody. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.